prioritize what really moves your heart. Yeah. Period. If it moves your heart, you will stay involved and your process will be freaking amazing. You're listening to the Christoph Lewis Podcast, a podcast where I have conversations with inspirational people. My name is Chris, but my family calls me Christoph. My goal is to have as many conversations as possible with people who have forged their own path by pursuing their dreams, making them a reality, all the while emitting positivity and sharing this knowledge with others. I seek these people out and share this information with you, proving to the world that you can do what makes you happy and do what you want for a living while being a good human being. We'll talk about careers, but we'll also cover any story that inspires. Let's do this while helping each other. Thanks for listening. I'm happy you're here. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Christoph Lewis Podcast, Create Your Career. This is conversation number 136, total episodes number 228. This is one of the most powerful podcasts that I've had. I don't take these kind of podcasts, these episodes for granted. I don't ever take the guests time for granted, but this one was just so saturated with knowledge. I was just mesmerized by the amount of self-reflection that this individual has had through his life. Admittedly, he's done some things that he hasn't been proud of, but he's been able to look inside within himself and continue to grow and better himself and literally the world around him because of that raw vulnerability that he describes in this episode. So my guest today is the one and only Jeff Nichols, and I was absolutely honored to be able to speak with him and to learn from him today. It was really special. He said some things that are going to stick with me for a long time and to the rest of my life, I'll be honest with you. So this one hit me hard is really good. I can't wait to share it with you. Remember, you can find this episode in all other conversations and the contemplation episodes on ChristophLewis.com forward slash podcast or on any of your favorite podcast apps. You can head over to YouTube and actually watch the podcast, which is really, really cool. And I think that is a special aspect of the podcast is to be able to do that. So head over to YouTube, subscribe as well. And like I said, I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. This was a good one. You're probably going to want to listen to it twice. I guarantee you that. So without further ado, welcome to the Christoph Lewis podcast, Create Your Career. My pleasure. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, thanks. It's uh, really fun talking with you already off camera. We're talking about Colorado, which I'm obviously from. And I said where I was from. You actually knew where it was. And that blows me away because it's this tiny 6,500 person town up in the above the clouds. So Love Colorado. Love having you on here. Absolutely honored. Um, been looking forward to it. But before we get into the rest of the episode, I'd love to hear a little bit more about yourself and for some of the guests that maybe don't know who you are. Yeah, I uh, kind of revert. I'll just do a quick sort of synopsis of my life. Grew up in a very small town in Iowa. Went away to college as a college athlete. Um, probably like many of us that served, uh, there was just this this calling, we'll call it, right? That I think it's very reminiscent, which is why there's so many former athletes that joined the military, right? Yeah. There is that. I think that for me, there was this internal, the job isn't quite done being a teammate, you know, like I get, mm-hmm. you get done playing sports and I'm young and I, and I had some things, uh, things I wanted to do something, you know, that, that calling that's bigger than me. Uh, I spent 11 years in the Navy, all that time, the SEAL teams had, uh, you know, I <laughs> You know, as far as a career goes and timing and whatnot, it, it could not have been better. Sure. I had uh, you know, the, the people that were my leaders, that were my mentors, were as, you know, as good as they come. Wow. And uh, I don't really have any regrets from that world. Like there's some things that <laughs> certainly have been said or done that, you, you know, we're all kind of not super proud of. But at the point, it, it made me who I am. 
through that whole time as a you know college, I was, I was an exercise physiologist when I left college. It was always something that my free time was spent doing that, which, which oh, wow. was very little free time in total. But my free time was still teaching and coaching exercise physiology and training. And then having that unique background as an exercise physiologist and, and a SEAL at the same time, uh, it, it made my training better. It made, made like that perspective is really, to me is really quite priceless. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with the years of combat that I saw, plus the exercise physiology and trying to keep myself and others put to put together, you know, when I got out, uh, it, like <laughs> my mistake, but what a beautiful mistake it was. I focused a lot on pro athletes and going down that road and sure. because there are some similarities in that, but it, it didn't fulfill me. Mm-hmm. So I stepped away from athletics and began to focus uh, 100% of my time on active duty folks, uh, military, law enforcement, and fire, as well as I do have some select athletes I still train with, but that's it's quite a process to get my sure. time if you're a pro athlete because I really like spending my time with law enforcement and fire because I understand them. And they yeah. understand me, and um, it, it's been it's been really good. It's been a great journey the last couple of years. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That last bit you said is really important and something that resonates with me as well with this podcast. When I started almost two years ago now, I was kind of everywhere, like talking to any kind of person, trying to help any other person. And as much as I like that, and there's a lot of good in that, I resonate a lot with people that have a military background and things like that. So I kind of guide it down and I guess niche down to being able to help people transfer out of the military and to kind of answer a little bit of a question for new listeners and for yourself is why am I even doing this is because I want to talk to as many different people as I can from different types of backgrounds that are integrating into doing new careers, whether it's military transition or whether it's one career to another career kind of transition. And it's really cool that you said you were you were going to school while you're active duty in the military, which is not always the easiest thing to do, especially with the profession that you were at. Obviously, it's high speed. There's not a lot of time. You're either deployed or you're training and you're gone a lot. So to be able to do that, I think, is a really great thing to take away already for myself and for the listeners is if you probably if you really do want to do something, you're going to find a way to do it. And that's exactly what you did there. So that's really cool. And I love how you've it. It was interesting because you said you you worked with a lot of pro athletes and then now who you're working with now. And I think that's really special as well. So one of the questions I was thinking about as you were talking is like one of what is one of the most powerful or cool or awesome one of the lessons that you've learned from just being a coach in that respect for the not for the pro athletes, but for just working with human beings? Yeah, I think I think one of the things there's many things we could talk about. Um, but the one that pro- probably stands out most to me about about this is that if you look at this, you know, the, the, the organizations that you and I are associated with and ma- many of the military organizations, many of the law enforcement organizations, firefighters, right? You, you have this precise, concise skill that is necessary for that job. Like it's real concise. It's precise. It's, you know, whether it's like, cause I'm a sniper, sniper instructor, mm-hmm. I'm a master breacher, I'm a master naval parachutist, the list goes on and on. And I only say that because those are precise sort of skills. Those are very precise skills mm-hmm. that demand focus. And they demand a certain level of physicality, right? That is a common thread across the board in, in military law enforcement fire is precise, right? Even, even a common traffic stop these days is no longer common. And so yeah. what I, my thing is, is that because I was taught by so many great, you know, experts, real experts in those precise manners, in the same way in college, right? I was, I was a college baseball player, 
Um, I was a strength coach in college and I learned that concise, precise directive. So what I've done is going, okay, well, not that there's like, not that there's not enough people training other people. What I think that the military and law enforcement fire does really well is take on concise, precise information. Mm -hmm. So what I do, instead of being very general about what I do in, in, in training, I'm very specific about the individuals and, and I, and I, and I practice and I, I practice and I very much preach being like in a constant state of, of assessment, right? Mm -hmm. Always be aware of what you're doing and your movement patterns, the choices you make to impact negatively or positively your training, your life. And I think that, and it, this has nothing to do with general fitness against them, but people that just want to go to the gym every day. Awesome. But for our military, for our law enforcement, for our firefighters, I think they, number one, deserve very precise, concise information that will mm -hmm. help them because I think it's a moral obligation. I very much believe it's a moral obligation to have a certain state of readiness of physicality okay, and intellect. And that is what our military special operations do better than anyone else. It is reproducing, distributing information that mm -hmm. is reproducible, reliable, it's predictable and it can be taught. And that is why our military special operations are so good. And so I take that same mentality mm -hmm. of teasing, teaching precise and concise information on the physical training side because they demand it, they need it, and they deserve it. Yeah, that's a great answer. I love that. And it's true. It's very true that you do that. I picked up on one of the things you said, not in this last bit, but in the earlier bit about not being fulfilled. And to me, that struck a certain chord. You weren't fulfilled by doing that, but you were... Speaking of what, what again got me, you said, always be aware of what you're doing. So in that first uh, conversation, you're saying, I wasn't fulfilled. So it sounds like you were somehow aware that you weren't doing it because you could, I think some people just continue doing it regardless. They think it's cool. I don't even have the power to be able to change it, maybe. So how were you able to recognize that you weren't fulfilled and then actually be able to take actionable items or actionable steps to be able to find something that really did fulfill you? Yeah, I think certainly there's an amount of initial introspection that has to happen. Sure. Like there's a lot yeah. of things that that forced humility upon me by my bad decisions, we'll say. Yeah. Like we can say that like uh, but to the point of positivity, I, I, I realized something that 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 was that was given to me as a child, that was that was fostered as a child that was continued to be fostered throughout the military and was creativity is being mm -hmm. thinking outside the box, but being aware of it. Right. And so what I mean by that is, okay, I was caught, like, I, I felt my best when I'm progressing mm -hmm. and I'm progressing in life, in my profession, when I'm learning new things, whether it's being taught to me directly or I'm learning to improve my current knowledge by teaching to others. So either way, there's progress and it's information, it's learning based. Um, and with, with all respect, truly to my former business uh, that I had sold a couple of years ago now, like four or five years ago, a training facility that really was focusing on youth athletes in the area. Mm -hmm. Amazing, amazing facility, amazing coaches, amazing everything that I was part of. But what I was finding out is I was not progressing. I didn't feel like I was emotionally progressing. I didn't feel like I was progressing in my information and my mm -hmm. education. And the reason why is because again, with, with respect to youth athletes, you, you can only take on so much information as a child, neurologically and physiologically, you, you can only learn so much, but as an adult, a special operator, you know, a SWAT officer, a firefighter, a paramedic, where they are very used to that, 
hey, you need to learn and understand this information so well you can teach it so you can save lives, you can save mm-hmm. others. And I just needed information. I needed to learn. I wasn't progressing. It wasn't fulfilling, not because I wasn't impacting people, okay. but I didn't feel like I was impacting people to, to my best ability. Mm-hmm. Like I just, yeah. it wasn't the right population for me. Yeah, that makes sense. And so that, that, that for me took a bit to realize that it's like I was stagnant and I just was unhappy with it. Mm-hmm. And when I stepped out of that and got back involved with, you know, the tactical population, and I saw people's hunger for information, mm-hmm. it forced me to be better teacher. Because I could show up with a bunch of 12, 13 year old volleyball players and kind of just go through the motions and they're still going to get better. But man, you know the deal, the tactical population is going to challenge you. They're going to mm-hmm. challenge your, your information. Absolutely. They're going to challenge your knowledge. You're going to challenge your background and they're going to challenge your result. And they should sure. because they deserve it. They deserve a teacher out there giving them the absolute best. And so for me, man, like, it, it was very reminiscent of teaching yeah. CQB and other things. And I just loved it. It made yeah. me better. It made me a better operator. Like teaching the tactical population has made me a much better person and a much better coach. That's so good. And that's one of the things that I love also hearing common topics or common answers, but in totally different, like totally different uh, careers. And one of the things is teaching made me better essentially is what you said, uh, because it, it forces you to learn it. And that's one of the best things uh, best piece of advice that I've heard throughout. And it's, and it's common because of people like yourself that want the best for themselves and want the best for the people that they're teaching. They understand that, but it only comes with that self-reflection that you said about, well, I'm not fulfilled, but it's not just because of these reasons. It's because of these reasons, but you're able to recognize that within yourself and then actually be able to take those actionable steps like we were talking about earlier. So I think that is a really special thing to take away already because like I kind of mentioned in the beginning, not everybody can be cognizant of that, but I would hope by listening to this podcast, by listening to this conversation that I call them, it's my hope to be able to encourage the conversation or spark the conversation in other people to be able to have those kind of thoughts in your head. Like if you're listening to this stuff, cool. We're saying some good stuff. Jeff is saying incredible information, but don't just walk away from here and be like, that was fun. That was a good value or a good entertainment value. But like actually think about it to yourself, you know, like do something about it. Um, and it reminds me of one of the things, um, I had Nick Kamalosis on here a little while ago. I can't remember when, but he just, you guys both posted that uh, podcast that you're on. And one of the things I wrote down here, quoting you, the commonality between all of your misfortunes is you. And I was like, that kind of reminds me of like the, you, you're being honest as, as, as all hell with yourself. And I, that to me resonated very deeply. And it was really, really special again for you, me to hear that of you. But I think that's really hard to be that honest with yourself and then actually move on and do something with that information. So I just wanted to point that out. If you guys haven't listened to that podcast, go ahead and check it out. The next thing I wanted to touch on was, and this was, it was hard to hear because we've all had really hard thoughts, but you said you were so low in your life that you had beginning setting up your power of attorney. And to me, that was, that was a very, um, very vulnerable thing to say, but it's because you said you weren't loving yourself for the good that you've done. And you realize that. So once you came to this conclusion, how did you begin to actually be happier in the moment and actually implement this stuff? And you're able to continue to help people and yourself, obviously, but how did you kind of start down that journey after all those realizations? Yeah, I think that, you know, for me, uh, I mean, I I certainly can only speak to my person. I found that, you know, I, I had a couple low points in my life. I was pretty opiate addicted. 
um, I was opiate addicted. No one gave it to me. No, I, I, that's on me, but not the Navy, not the teams, (laughs) nothing. That was me. Um, so a lot of these things, these common threads, like I said, is, you know, you, when you hit bottom, you have two options. You're looking up or you give up. That's it. Mm -hmm. Right. You look up to a higher power, whatever that is to you. It doesn't even have to be a deity. Just, it is right. There is, it's just up. Um, or you just keep continuing the path of, yeah. uh, path of, uh, you know, self implosion. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that, you know, I, I could speak on that got me to this point that got me through it, mm-hmm. these sort of things. But, you know, that, that common thread, as we talked about, isn't, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to, to, to actually take responsibility for, for the negative in your life. But what I can encourage people to do is, you know, I, I use the context of like a rear view mirror or, drive, or a car, okay? You can spend your entire time driving, looking in the rear view mirror at the problems behind you. It's going to create a lot of problems mm. in front of you because you're going to lose focus what's really important, Yeah. okay? So that's the problem, like, you know, fear, anxiety. Fear is one of those things that it comes from only a couple places, in my opinion. It comes from lies in your bat and your in your past that you're still having to deal with because you perpetuated lies mm-hmm. small lies big lies whatever it doesn't matter they're all lies right and then creates anxiety in front of you because you never know where you're going to encounter those lies again all you have all you can do is tell the truth mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that i really came across along you know a couple years ago when i was getting through this is like the one thing that will always set you free is being truthful there's two people whether you believe in god or not there's two people you can't lie to you can't lie to yourself and you can't lie to god Right. And once you realize you take, and this is like, these are things right out of Jordan Peterson, Dr. Jordan sure. Peterson, you know, that's like, you, know, you, you have, you, you cannot clean up all your messes that you think are catastrophic until you really clean up the small things in your life mm-hmm. right now. You know, and I, and I took this thing on board. Now I'm a, an extremely OCD type person. Um, I'm not someone that's going to change one variable at a time in his life, you know, good or bad or indifferent. That's just the way I'm wired. And so in the process of climbing out of the depths of my, my own self-loathing, what I, one of the biggest things that I found that, that, that was able to continue the path of, of, of progression, we'll call it, like even mm-hmm. to this day, was what a wonderful fe- feeling that the people that are closest to you trust you. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing I didn't ever have, mm-hmm. right? I didn't really ever have that. And this, is, and, this, and this is kind of like the culmination of that story mm-hmm. was, you know, I you know, as a child, I had a lot of friends, whatever, you know, no big deal. You know, I go, I was so hyper-focused on what I wanted to do as a young kid, I wanted to play professional baseball. I kind of just stopped making friends at about 16. Wow. I just really did. Not, not that I didn't have friends. I grew up in a small town, but it's like, okay, I go from a parochial situation of high school and an athlete. I go to a junior college powerhouse to play baseball, right? It's more severe, severe parochial. I, in my personal choice, Right. And I go to a division one college, live more severe parochial away from home. Then I joined the military, even more severe parochial. Then I joined special forces, more parochial. And then I go on to the next tier one unit, even more severely parochial. One thing I realized I hadn't done for a long, long time was really, really developed for friendships. Right. I really hadn't done that. Like, really, because it's like. You know, it's like fraternity to fraternity. I jump from one fraternity to the next and to the next and to the next. Now, granted, I had friends. But, you know, you, you just get them. You just you don't even have to try for them. You just get them. And when I got out of the military, man, like I had no social skills. Wow. Like I really did not have good social skills. 
And so my point is, is I didn't have a lot of people that I could really lean on that, that I trusted, not because they weren't trustworthy, mm-hmm. but because I had keep myself so closed off and so emotionally protected because I thought that that was going to make me vulnerable and weak because mm-hmm. vulnerability in my head is very couple things. I learned for whatever reason, not from my family, but I created this alter ego where I, I, I thought subjective people were weak because subjective people are kind, caring, mm-hmm. right? They're, um, they, they're charismatic. They have personalities. To me, it just seemed weak, right? Sure. It's like, oh, like they have friends and they're exposed and all that stuff. So objective people, yes, no, do it, do it now. Don't ever do that. That was objectivity. Mm-hmm. So I focused on being an objective person because it was a matter of control. I realized that after all tried to create all this control in my life, I lost control. Wow. I had nobody around me at all that really cared about me because I didn't trust anyone. I didn't start to develop any trust. Wow. And so that was a big one for me is start surrounding myself with people that I cared about mm-hmm. and I was consistent at telling them that I cared about them. I was happy for them. And like, what a concept now. It's like when my friends, uh, like Mitch Aguiar, who is li- like quite honestly one of my closest friends, like when he, he had a fight this week in one of his mm-hmm. pro fights and I jumped out of my seat excited and happy and I was so happy for the man. Like I have never done that. <laughs> no, even all the years I played baseball, you know, wow. like I was just, I was in my own head yeah. and you know, whether it's family, it's my loved ones, like Catherine, my better half, my girlfriend is like the most amazing human being I've ever met. And it's really, really nice to be happy, to be thankful for other people and tell them my son, my family. And it's, you know, again, and I'll close it with this. It's like, that was my choice. I was like that when I was in the military, because I felt that I needed to protect my emotions for whatever reason, because I didn't think vulnerability was strength. And I'll tell you right now that the strongest I've ever been in my life is right now emotionally. And it's because I'm not afraid of like what the word vulnerability even means necessarily. And that's strength. Vulnerability is strength as far as I'm concerned. And that's, that's my message. That is powerful. That those, that last couple minutes is really powerful. I would encourage you to rewind that. And I cannot wait to hear that again. That was really powerful. And, the vulnerability, you're true. Once you can accept that, there's so much truth in that. Untouchable. You're, you are untouchable. And I, I've found that to be a difficulty for me as well. Putting myself out here on 200 plus podcast has been really vulnerable. Sharing a little bit about my background as a, as an RTO, as a, you know, as a comms guy doing all that kind of stuff is something I never wanted to share. And I, the more I shared it, I kind of, it resonates a little bit about what you said about not having a lot of friends. Like I'm a friendly person, but we're all these people that I can lean on and some of them aren't there. And there's reasons some people aren't there, but to be able to recognize in that self, I think that's the common theme of this conversation with you. There's a lot of great points, but one of the common themes is just the, um, the, the sheer amount of self-reflection that you are doing within your life. And everything is just building upon the next or the last thing and the last thing and the last thing into the next thing and the next thing. And I think, like I said earlier, that is really special, but it's hard to do because again, like it's I already extremely hard to do. Yeah. You, you know, cause it's practice, you know, it, yeah. that, I mean, that's really what it comes down to behavior. 
you know, to, to create a routine of behavior, you have to practice it good or bad. Right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I just, I had never practiced being yeah. legitimately friendly, all those sort of things, even though I, I certainly had the capacity to be sure. Yeah, it is weird. We do have the capacity and that's one of the points I love driving home as well as a lot of times I saw it in myself. I sell myself short and that kind of coincides with me thinking I don't have the capacity to do certain things, yeah. especially these soft skills that you just need to go out there and do it. Like I did something yeah. at work today, like literally today uh, on this recording where I've never done before. And I was terrified about how are they going to perceive me? Am I going to do my job like I should? And I got done with it. And I was like, why, why did you even have those thoughts? So even just daily things, we need to have these conversations with ourselves. And like I said, the common theme is at least having yeah. Okay. I want to start the conversation. Great. But start the conversation with yourself first to be able to recognize these things and then come, yeah. come at peace with them to a certain level and then work on them, accept them and work on them. And I think as long as you are taking those forward steps to work on those things that you've identified, then you have to pat yourself on the back and give yourself credit for taking steps okay, in that forward direction. Right? It really, yeah. what, a, what a concept is like the first person, and this is like, I'm, uh, my girlfriend is, is, this is, she says all the time, she's like, how could you ever expect to show compassion to a stranger if yeah. you can't show compassion for yourself? Yeah. And I, that concept to me was like, seemed, it, it really seems at first, like my old Jeff would have been like, that seems so selfish. <laughs> yeah. You know, team gear comes before, you know, yeah. like all that stuff. That's how like, you're trained. But yeah. it doesn't, but we're talking emotional health here. Sure. Like really, like sure. it, it's, what a strange thing where, cause here's what I also believe. There's two things like, Fear no longer exists if you don't lie because any, any perception that you get based on you, it's you, it's mm -hmm. other people's insecurities. If you're telling the truth, any negative feedback you get, any, any, any naysayers, mm -hmm. any, anything that comes towards you that is not truthful about you, it doesn't matter because it what? isn't about you. It's, it's someone else's projection of their own insecurities. And that only comes, fear only comes as perpetuated with the lies that we persist. Wow. If you don't lie, you don't have any fear. That's powerful. And, and, and that's, that's one of those things that like, I remind myself that all the time, you know, truth, it, it the cliches make sense. Truth will set you free. Yeah. Absolutely. That does. Right. But it then is practicing those truths, the small truths. And, you know, that was one of those hard things I had doing is like, for some reason, my ego felt like I need to exacerbate the truth. Mm. I, if someone would say, like I've said in other podcasts, like, uh, hey, Jeff, what do you do for a living? Oh, I train this, that, and the other. I go, I, I work with professional athletes. So I'm like, it, it doesn't matter, mm. right? Any details beyond that, right? Because of me, I had to like inflate my own ego to make yeah. me feel good. Yep. Other people were satisfied with the answer, but yeah. I wasn't for some reason. Yeah. That, you know? I mean, that's common. I, I've done the, yeah. I've, I've probably done that my entire life. And it's take, it takes, like you said, it takes a lot of practice to be able to, because sometimes I don't know about you or anybody else listening, but I'll just say it and I won't even realize that I'm saying it. And then later I'll be like, oh my God, I sound it. That just, I went, that took it too far. I was like gloating or whatever. And it, I don't yeah, really necessarily mean it in the moment but that's what it was. And you're right. And that's some of the things you said, like, again, even with this podcast, you know, we're, we're speaking about our personal experiences. It's like, I, I've said certain things about myself, about my career. And I've had people chastise me for that. And I've had people say certain things. And I'm like, listen, man, I know what I lived. I know what I've done. So it's good to be able to hear somebody 
say that, like hear you say that to me right now. Cause this podcast is for me too. Like I've said it a million yeah, times. It's like, cathartic for you as yeah, well. Like, absolutely. You know, it's like my girlfriend last night was leading me through my meditation mm-hmm. and I, I hit me after we got done. I was like, you know what? I bet it was, I bet it was equally like effective for you to sure. guide me through it. Sure. And it's like, well, that makes sense because we talked about being a teacher, right? Yeah. Teacher is progress. Being a teacher is yeah. learning yeah. and teaching. Th- ask any teacher, like, who do you like teaching? The students that love to be taught. Yeah. Right? What a concept. <laughs> That's what the military and law enforcement lot is, is especially special operations populations. They want to learn more because that gives them an advantage. Absolutely. 100%. It 100% does. That's such a good thing. One of the things I want to talk about here is a new newer segment on the podcast where I jump over to Instagram and uh, had somebody, uh, I put out a sticker 24 hours advance if you're listening and you can ask a question to the guest. So I'm going to hop over here real quick and select one of the answers or one of the questions. And the question is, what have you struggled with in staying authentic to your mission while growing your business? Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. That's actually, that's been a topic for a while now because so Catherine is also my business manager. And so on that topic, it's with what I can, I'll speak to what with, with me specifically, sure, obviously, because yeah. that's the question. The question, the answer to the question is it, it's complex, but it's simple is that if you know what you're doing is correct, like right by people, right? Like my business in a very uh, nutshell answer is I, I train the, the tactical population physically. Okay. That's enough. But that's that. And that's the point is like, sometimes what you're doing is just enough. Like it's, I don't need to be distracted by the shiny balls by university, this calling me and pro team calling me and this, that, like you come do this. I'm like, Oh, I gotta, I have to do podcasts. I have to do this. I have to do that. No, 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 no. Like prioritize what really moves your heart. Yeah. Period. If it moves your heart, it, you will stay involved, okay, and your process will be freaking amazing. Don't be distracted by what the world says you need to be. What your heart says you need to be, you need to be that, right? Listen to your gut. Listen to it, right? And I, and I think that that's the thing is like if each person were to give their all truly, give their love, their compassion, all these things to who they're getting, especially for us, right? It's easier for us to do this because we can directly engage with the people that are supporting us, right? If, you know, in, in its own way, if you're working like my sister is, has a very high-end corporate job and she's dealing with politics and these sort of things, you know, in her own way, she's got to find that process that appeases her. Sure. But for those of us that are veterans, for those of us who own our own businesses, for those of us that are in school trying to learn the things we love and we're passionate about, that is the process. That is a successful process. And if you're telling the truth and you're doing everything you can by yourself and by others, you will be successful, right? You absolutely, especially for you veterans that know, right, that uh, that you understand that doing X, Y, and Z will lead to A, right? You know, and that's what I say, whatever, whatever, like at the end of BUDS, what do you get? You get SEALs. Why? Because the process works every <laughs> single time, 
right? At the end of ranger school, what do you get? Rangers. Why? Because that process has been forged time and time again, and it's proven that every single time you're going to spit out some rangers. Some good, some bad. Same with SEALs. Some good, some bad. What, I don't mean good, bad. I just mean that different levels of expertise mm -hmm. will bloom from that. Sure. Okay, so if we use that same process, why? Like, why? Like, focus on the process. Okay, don't focus on the end result. Don't think if I do all these sort of things, I'm going to get X. No, no, no. If you do all these, if do all the things in order, whatever that means, the right things, tell the truth, do the next right thing. Like my counselor says, once you've done the next right thing, do the next right thing and then do the next right thing. What's going to happen? You are going to be one happy person. That's what's going to be happening. And you're going to impact so many people positively. You're going to be a better father, better mother, better husband, better boyfriend, better parent mm -hmm. in every way. And then you can look back at your service and go, you know what? I may not have agreed with everything that my mission and my command and my leadership wanted me to do, but I do it with a clean heart and a mm -hmm. clean soul. And I love my brothers and I love my country. And that's what's important is doing the right thing and not deviating it deviating from it because somebody else thinks that you should do something else. Do what your heart compels you to do. God, that is really good, Jeff. Thank you. That is, that is incredible. This has been a, an insanely good experience for me. I know for people listening, there's a lot of good information in here. I'm always so excited to re-listen to these podcasts while I edit them and just honestly just listen to it over and over again. It's been really good. It's been really enjoyable. Before we get out of here, What's the best way that people can contact you if they so choose to? Yeah, the best way to kind of track down the information I'm putting out, uh, Instagram, I'm, I'm moderately active on Instagram. Uh, Jeff CSCS is my handle there. Uh, if you if you need to engage with me, want to engage with some information, go to my website, email me from there. All the emails that come in, if they're concisely written to a, to a degree, um, especially if you're active duty military fire, please, or you're in a selection process, we get to all those. And I say we, because again, my better half has been coaching and teaching for 20 years as well. Oh, wow. um, she speaks the same language I do, but the only thing I need to involve her in is some of the acronyms that I'm still confused <laughs> or trying to learn too, sure. right? Or I've forgotten, but everything gets answered, okay? And, and like I, I do in-person training, I have training online, video web, all that sort of stuff. Because what I'm trying to do is without sounding arrogant and, mm -hmm. and that's fine if I do um, what I what I, what I do I'm good at what I do because I love what I do and fortunately enough I've gotten the knowledge I've been people that have cared enough about me even through my times of being a jerk I've had enough people teachers and mentors that have loved me and cared enough about me to share information that now I'm entrusted to share it with you all yeah that's what I, at the end of the day I'm a teacher if nothing else on this world that I have when I leave a legacy behind, it's information that, that can help self-save people's lives. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that's all I'm trying to do. And that's what my website, which is performancefirstus.com, that's what my mission is. Hell yeah, I love that. And I just prioritize what moves your heart. That was one of my favorite, I mean, I liked everything about this podcast, but that was one of the quotes that stayed with me. Prioritize what moves your heart. I think that's very special. That's something, again, that... I've had to do recently between, you know, day job, podcast, family, being a new father, almost to a, she's almost one years old, one year nice. old. So it's, it's been nuts. I was trying to like put a diaper on a honey badger before I came up here for this oh, one. Yeah. So she's like, 
I'm just trying not to have this little kid just head first dive off the the changing table. So no, I, I know that you know that's what's been that's been really powerful for me, and this has been an incredible conversation. Thank you so much for being here. This was a really great episode yet again. Absolutely honored to have you on here, and have a great rest of your night. I appreciate you having me. We'll talk again soon. All right, see ya.